Hi, listeners. Welcome back to Stuck in a Blender. Um, I'm your host, Brittany Simo, as you know. Today, I am uh, chatting with Jenna Garcia. She is a super proud military wife and stepmom. Together, she and her husband have six children. Her husband has two ex-wives. One is great, and the other used to be very high, uh, excuse me, high conflict. So uh, before we dive into her story and some tips on how to, you know, stay sane, et cetera, um, her contact info, which will be in the um, info on, what is it called? Show notes. Yes. Thank you. Show notes. Sorry. I'm blanking. Um, And she is, her Instagram handle is wickedstepmom.six and her Facebook is Jenna Garcia. And her email is wickedstepmom.6 at gmail.com. All righty. So now that we got that out of the way, Jenna, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I love hearing everybody else's different stories and, um, you know, talking about all the, well, I like to call it blended family bullshit <laughs> that happens <laughs> in blended families and try to, you know, get a different perspective to not only help you know, each other, um, but other people out there listening. So whenever and wherever you'd like to start. Um, well, I guess I'll just go a little more in depth on, on our family dynamic and how, um, how it is that we have two bio moms. Um, so my husband married his first wife really young, um, and together they have Jaden. Um, Jaden was like the best kid, best teenager that you could ever imagine. Um, and his mom is amazing. We have a great relationship with her. Um, I think the day that I was talking to you was the day I had actually hung out with her. Um, so we spent the day together. Wow. Uh, And then a couple of years after he got divorced from his first wife, summer, he married his second wife. Uh, and then they have three kids together. So, um, that's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, she's the one that, that tends to be more high conflict. Um, she used to be really bad, but now we just kind of like, I don't know, brush her off, I guess a little bit. Um, and then I was with my ex for 13 years, um, I don't like to say high school sweethearts cause he was not a sweetheart, but high school <laughs> together. <laughs> um, and then we have two boys together. So that's how we have six. That's a handful. Yes, it is. It is. So, um, well, I've got a couple of questions. <laughs> so, um, okay. So you've got the six kids. So in terms of scheduling, uh, what does that look like? Is everybody always in the, the same house together at the same time or is it coming and going? Um, so our oldest is now an adult um, and he's stationed in Hawaii with the army. So um, the way it worked with summer, she's East coast, we're West coast. So um, most of the time uh, that when I first met my husband, um, he was with her he would come out every summer and then every Christmas break, we'd get at least a week with him. Um, and then sometimes spring break, uh, it was just really, really easy to coordinate those things with summer. Um, and then TJ and summer had made an, a, arrangement, a verbal agreement years and years before I came into the picture that when Jaden was 16, 15 or 16, he would live with TJ full-time, Um, because that's when, you know, a young man would need his dad. So, uh, when Jaden turned, it was the school year, I think he was 15. Um, he came and lived with us full time. So we had him, you know, most of the time. So he was always here. And then my boys went to their dad, like maybe a couple days a week. Uh, and then we have the other three kids, like 60% of the time. So sometimes it's all of them. Sometimes it's some of them. And sometimes it's none of them now that Jaden's gone. So, wow, that's crazy. (laughs) I don't know how you (laughs) keep track of all of that. Okay. So, um, tell me more. You, you do spend time apart from your husband. So in the time that you're apart, are you, is it just you in charge of all these children? 
Uh, it depends. So, um, it has been that way, but also, you know, when, when I'm gone, he holds the fort down, he keeps up on laundry, he makes dinner, um, does all of the, the normal things, getting to and from school and appointments and stuff. Um, this last deployment, he was deployed with bio mom and her husband. So all three of them were gone and it was just me with five of the kids. So (laughs) what was that like? Um, you know, really like we're, we've been in this for a few years now. So it's, we have our schedule and the kids know the expectations and they know the consequences if they don't follow through with those. So it's really not, it sounds like a lot of kids, but really it's not that hard. I think the hardest part is like all the sports and bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. So, wow. Um, what was it like when, when you got married? Was this like, I mean, did you just kind of smooth, you know, it was like a smooth sailing, everything in like, okay, I got this. There's not really, I mean, obviously like the high conflict parent was. Yeah. Um, troublesome, but. I met TJ in February and we were married by December. Okay. Um, when I met him, bio mom was deployed overseas. So it was actually really nice because the kids were able to build a relationship with me without getting her, I don't know, negative point of view. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I was able to bond with the kids and then with my husband's work schedule, there were weekends where I would be at home with all of them, um, kind of babysitting, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we, I think I met her like June ish, uh, and she was nice. She was great. Um, didn't really have any huge issues with her, um, And then when we got married in December, that's when things flipped, like, because she had kept his name Uh, when she found out we got married, she changed her name, like within a week, it was fast. Um, and then that's when she became high conflict. So really like, it was great leading up to that. Um, and then we got married and it was just like dive bomb. Now was this more directed at your husband or was she giving you grief too? Um, it was mostly me. Um, she what? wouldn't, uh, yeah, she wouldn't communicate with me at all. Um, anytime I would try and say something, uh, I would get, I'll take care of my kids. Um, and she would, you know, text my husband. I'm not talking to her. I don't have to talk with her. They're our kids. Um, I don't know. But now, you know, he's, he stood up for me and he stood his ground and he'll tell her, like, she'll send him a text about, uh, I don't know, something schedule related. And he will tell her, you have to talk to Jenna about this. She manages our family schedule. Wow. And so she's better about it, but she's better about it. Is it still weird? Um, kind of because, so we had an incident, um, a couple of weeks ago where, she's been picking the kids up at six 30 on Fridays, six 30 PM. So I feed them so that all she has to do is just get them home and then they can kind of hang out and enjoy themselves. Um, because she lives like 35, 40 minutes away from us. So, um, you know, that would make for a late dinner. So I feed the kids dinner and all of that. Well, she asked if she could pick the kids up at four, like normal. I'm like, mm, you've been picking them up at six 30. Like I planned this dinner. The kids were looking forward to. And, um, then she, this was all in a group text. Then she texts my husband, um, uh, and he said like, why am I not allowed to get the kids at four? And so he just didn't respond, you know, like whatever. Cause she went on and on with him and Um, he didn't respond. He just screenshot it and sent it to me. Um, 
And, you know, I told her, I'm like, you can pick the kids up. We'll just stick to the normal schedule. So, you know, then when next summer rolls around, that's, that's what it'll be. Good for you. Care. Yeah. So I guess how, how does all of this, well, I want to say, how does it affect the kids? But I guess how much do the kids observe? Are you, what, what is your opinion? Um, I have a, a lot of proof, uh, that it, it's not going well for the kids. Um, it's really hard for them. And I think that that's what they've struggled with me the most, um, because she, um, talks very negatively to the kids about both my husband and I, and then then they get confused. Um, our oldest daughter is 14 now, and she's been kind of seeing things for a couple of years. Um, and it's, it's nice that she sees it, um, because we feel like, like, thank goodness she sees something, but then at the same time, it like breaks our hearts. Um, and, and I really struggle with like, um, with sending her back, knowing the kind of stuff that she has to deal with and the kind of stuff that she has to hear. Um, it's been, it's been good sometimes, but then at other times, like right before I left on that last contract, um, she was really sassy with me. And I was like, what is going on? You know, cause she's not usually like that. And so TJ took her in the garage and he was like, you know, talk to me. So she comes inside and I'm doing the dishes and she looks at right at me and she goes, I fucking hate you. And I was like, Oh God, that just gave me chills. I know. I'm like, why do you hate me? Well, because mom says that you and dad don't pay child support. Oh, that $52 a month. Like really? So I logged in and I, I was like, look, you know, it shows that we have a zero balance. That means we pay it every month. And, um, then she's like, well, my mom said that you guys didn't pay for my braces. So I pulled up my Venmo and I'm like, Oh, August, our half of Izzy's braces, September, our half of Izzy's braces. And I just showed her this long list. And she was like, Oh my God. She's like, I'm so sorry. And then we talked about it. And she said that she was just so confused because she's told by her mom that she has to hate us. And she feels that loyalty to her mom. So she's supposed to hate me. Um, she doesn't have to listen to me. I mean, the list goes on and then that just makes it harder for her. Um, you know, when it comes to living here and they're here 60% of the time, I calculate every day that they're with us. Of course. Well, right. so it sounds like sometimes you have to, um, yeah. Wow. Well, I'm really sorry to hear that. Uh, was, I mean, that must've been kind of painful. I mean, for you and her, I mean, you know, better obviously as an adult, what's, what's, yeah. Um, the most painful part for me is knowing that she was confused and she was lied to. Um, I knew she didn't mean it just because, you know, you, you don't go from a hundred to zero in five seconds like that. So, um, you know, once we talked about it and smoothed it over, she's like, I'm so sorry. I was just really confused. And, um, and then we've been fine ever since, but I think she just like stockpiles it, everything that she's hearing and feeling. And then it just like comes out instead of like little bits at a time. So based on what you're telling me, I think you handled it really positively and stuck to the facts rather than your feelings, which is phenomenal. And a lot of people have a challenging time doing so for other stepmoms that are listening to this, I'm sure they've got, I mean, I even tell my husband, I'm like, I wait till one day I get the, you know, the finger, you know, fuck you. I don't have to listen to you. You're not my mom, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, like I'm friends with his ex-wife and she's like, Oh, my kids wouldn't do that. And even my husband's like, they love you. They, I'm like, believe me. I mean, I grew up in divorce and I said some really horrible things to some of the, you know, people that my mom was dating or somebody now that I consider a father figure. And (laughs) we laugh about it looking back, but how would you, 
or what would you say? Because I do observe a lot of stepmoms take this to heart and they get really angry or they, they make it a very personal thing and seem to have a challenging time separating the facts from the feelings. And then it, they just kind of give up and they're like, well, fuck that. And fuck you, you know, you have zero respect for me. Why should I care? You know, yeah. uh, why, why should I even go out of my way to be kind to you just because I'm married to your dad? What do you suggest? Um, well, it's way harder to actually do this than it is to say it, but I've prided myself in carrying carrying myself gracefully through the hard situations, um, whether bio mom is in the room or not. Um, I've never bad mouthed her. I, despite the things that she said and done to me or the kids. Um, but I just, I think now, especially the kids see that I've always carried myself gracefully. Um, and like, take a second and think about how I respond before I actually say what I want. Um, and then I also kind of, I don't want to say sugarcoat it, but I'm careful in my words so that I'm not saying anything hurtful. And like you said, stick to the facts and not so much the feelings, because if you remove yourself in that way, um, I think it almost is like a business perspective. You're handling it professionally and respectfully and And if you do that, it will kind of help you, you know, keep an outside. It's like one foot in one foot out. I don't know. It's so hard to explain. Um, but I think, you know, not flying off the handle. Um, but it's also important to teach kids a lesson. And this is kind of a funny story. Um, not my proudest moment because it was really immature, but, uh, we got our point through, Um, so the younger two, Gabe and Zoe, uh, Gabe is 12, very immature for his age and Zoe is nine. Um, they told me one day that they didn't like me and I was like, okay, you know, whatever. Well, I ended up overreacting, um, just because I let my feelings get ahead of, of that, uh, business perspective And I text my husband and I was like, I'm not going home until you're, you're there from work because I just couldn't stand to look at them. And they're old enough to be home alone. And Izzy was here. They have cell phones, whatever. Um, so I just left and went and drove around. And when TJ got home from work, we sat down and we talked about it and it was kind of like, uh, it was kind of like, you know, obviously this, this shit talking has continued both with bio mom and the kids, because they'll tell her things like, um, Gabe told her once I grounded him from books. What? <laughs> yeah. But okay. It sounds crazy, but I actually did ground him from books. What he failed to tell her was that he yet again, peed his pants oh. because he would rather continue reading than go use the restroom at 10, 11 years old. Okay. That, yep. Okay. That's a different story. Got it. Yeah. And you know, I mean, this was probably like the 30th time that it had happened. So, um, he couldn't read books the rest of that day and he loves books. So, um, making sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's just that, that negativity and that shit talking that happens every week, I assume. So, um, I told the kids when TJ got home, I was like, I'm not doing anything nice for you. Like you don't like me then cool. Your dad's going to do everything for you. So I had made chili Mac that night and all the kids love it. They were all excited about it. Well, Gabe and Zoe come down for dinner and Gabe goes, thanks for dinner, Jenna. And I was like, I didn't make you dinner. I said, I made dinner for everyone else. And he just like stood there and looked at me and my husband's like, well, figure out what you're having for dinner. And he and Zoe just like stood there and looked at him and Gabe like opened the pantry real slow and kind of sad looking. And then my husband, you know, got after him. Like, I bet you appreciate her now. I bet she's not so bad now. And he dished their bowls and he gave them a bowl of chili Mac and told them to sit down. And we've not not had any issues since. Good for you. I, I don't know. I, I know everybody's got their opinions and maybe some people think that wasn't the right way to go, but I personally, I think that's genius. 
And it's not me. I seriously, I think kids need to learn, like there has to be a consequence for every action. I mean, there already is no matter what your opinion is about it, you know? So I think, I think you handled that really well. Wow. I think the more you let them walk over you, the more they will. Right. Uh, and oh, totally. That's with anybody. Yeah. Be a people pleaser. I posted something the other day about something I read about how people pleasing can start with parent pleasing and like, you know, it's okay for your kid to be mad at you. It's okay for, you know, you to hold your boundary and your child to be upset. You have to be able to set your boundaries and teach them that there are consequences for every action, you know? Yep. My stepkids told me once, um, that they felt like I wanted them to feel bad about something they had done. I said, yeah, that's how you learn. Like, of course I want you to feel bad. I want you to go to bed and feel bad about that. So that the next day you're better. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We're very, very strict and, um, direct, open, honest, like take no shit kind of household. So we are too. And I don't know. I mean, like, I think sometimes we, that's where we have our differences in our households because I, you know, having gone, I have a unique perspective and this is not to like be condescending to my husband or, or his ex-wife. Like they, obviously everybody grows up with their shit and their story, but they didn't come from a divorced family. I'm also an only child. So I have a unique perspective that sort of, so I'm, I'm there, I'm emotionally available and I'm, you know, I try to be present and give what I can to the kids, you know, when I think it's necessary and always be that, you know, rock and provide the stability. But I also am getting bigger and better on boundaries. You know, it's they're they're needed regardless. So like, yeah, we do, we, we do discipline and maybe like, you know, maybe their mom thinks sometimes that like we're too strict on whether it's bedtime or, you know, meals, um, maybe like dessert or, um, you know, there are little things that we just differ on. And I, I, I see like, we just do our best. We, we try to stick to the facts as well. I'm like, if we see that the kids are, you know, thriving or doing better in one area based on what we're doing, then we'll continue doing that and do what works. Yeah. So good for you. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) some people think I'm a little bit strict too, but you know, I don't know. Trust me. I don't know anyone more strict than me. Really? Well, it's shit with six kids. You kind of have to be (laughs) (laughs) That's also part of it. But you know, when we, when we go places, um, the way that our kids behave is like night and day from most kids are not running around screaming. They use their manners, please. And thank you. Like we, and we've been complimented in public on, on, from strangers on the way that they behave. And, and I pride myself in that because we've worked hard for that. That's always Um, really nice. Yeah. Our kids walked into that. I didn't get any of that. And I'm like, what the, like, what the fuck dude, like get teach your kids some manners. Like I don't care if he's, you know, five or six, like he needs to sit in a chair and like, he doesn't know any better unless he's taught. It's very simple. Like, I think a lot of times step parents will get upset with the way that their stepchildren act, but you have to remember, like they're still kids. Now it's not an excuse, but like somebody has to teach them. Yep. So something that I personally have struggled with is one of the kids will do something, whether it be a step kid or a bio kid, one of them will do something and it will remind me of their other parent. And I just instantly like see red and I have to like, woo saw myself, you know, woo saw don't get mad, but I just see them. And I'm just like, yeah, it just drives me crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, even like, I think I'm learning and I know, you know, this, I'm not a biological parent yet, but there's really no, there's no handbook that has been perfected to like, you know, tell you exactly what's best or what you need to do or like, you know, it's, and it's different because there's so many different personalities and yes, yes. You just, every kid is different trial and error. Right. Yeah. And I, our oldest, you know, I, I raved about him as a teenager, but really the way that we parented him was so much more relaxed than the way we have raised the rest of the kids. 
Um, I think it's different because his mom parents very similarly to us. So there wasn't any retraining that needed to be done or um, any shit talking to clarify. Um, But everything was so relaxed with him because he knew if he was 10 minutes late, he was toast, you know? And so he, he was late once Um, and he took his punishment and didn't say anything about it. You know, the other kids, um, that doesn't work for them. Um, Gabe again, got grounded from books because he was hitting his sister and bio mom would just say, don't do that. Well, of course the hitting continues. No actual consequence. Right. So my husband took books away and told him he has to earn them back. And, um, you know, he has to ask for it and, and all of that when before he could just do it because he wanted to, but like, that's something that we value and something that we have to now fix because he doesn't hit her here. He only hits her at bio moms. So, cause he knows if he hits her here, like that's gotta be very confusing for him too. I mean, eventually he'll see, but you know, it's unfortunate that things happen like that and you can't, con- that's the thing is like, there are things you can't control at either house. And you just kind of have to do your best with what's in front of you and the time that you have. And speaking of, so the couple things that you touched on, I, and don't let me put words in your mouth. It sounds like you and your husband work as a very good team. I have definitely read about and heard about from other step parents or even bio parents in blended families where, you know, like, the whole, that's your kid, like deal with it. And like you said, I'm not coming home until you're there. It sounds like you two work together. He was on the same page. Has there ever been a time? And if there hasn't, you know, create the scenario in your head, what would you suggest to the women that uh, get so upset and either have a husband that isn't on the same page, can't set boundaries, or maybe is dealing with some really destructive parental guilt. So they don't want to set those Um, boundaries and consequences. So you're right about the team. Um, everything is very similar. Like we don't always have to talk about things because we just know that the other person will agree with it. Um, there have been times where we have not agreed on things, but, um, you know, let's say he offers a consequence to one of my bio kids that I think is a little harsh. I don't say anything to him about that in front of the kid. Bingo. The kid through with the punishment <laughs> yeah. and then we discuss it later. Um, and we've both done that both ways. Um, there have even been times where he tells me he thinks I was a little harsh on my own kid and, um, or a lot of what we struggle with is needing to be more harsh because I have a mama's boy and he's the baby mm-hmm. of the family. And I just have a really big soft spot for him because he shows me love like no one other. So, um, he, my husband sometimes tells me, you know, you need to be harder on him. We're raising, we're trying to raise a man. And, and I'm like, okay, like, got it noted. So next time, you know, TJ's hard on him. I just remind myself, like he is a good man. He's trying to raise good men and I just need to trust it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's how we we've done it. Um, when it it comes, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, was it like that when you walked in? Yes. It's developed. Okay. So see, you're one of the lucky, well, quote unquote, whatever. I mean, it takes work. Yes, it does. (laughs) But I was not going to settle because my first marriage was not a marriage at all. It was awful. So, um, every relationship I had after him, they just kept getting better and better. Cause I'm like, Oh, this guy takes me out and buys me dinner, opens the door. You know, this guy does all of those things. And, you know, he's really, I don't know, nice, whatever. Um, so when I met TJ, it was like, he was all of those things and more, and then also a good dad and he's hot. (laughs) So what am I going to complain? Amazing. Like you don't really hear uh, a wife say these things after being married for several years. So it sounds like you really hit the jackpot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think when it comes to, um, setting boundaries, 
I, I just believe in communicating with the person about it. So especially if it's your husband, you should be able to say anything to that person or your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think I would just share with him why I feel this way, what I think we should do, and then compromise on it. If you each have completely different points of view, find a good middle ground. Like this is where I can give, where can you give? And let's meet somewhere in the middle. But I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but no, actually I, I really relate to that. And I no shame here. Like I, I've always been a big like therapy slash coaching person. Um, you know, we're in couples therapy and we, we love it. And it's been really helpful because the thing, it sounds like you, you both have mastered communication, whereas a lot of people, and I think this is really common where it's sort of like, we expect our spouse to be the mind reader and we're not, we don't really know. First of all, we need to define what our needs are and get clear and Mm -hmm. then share them. And they, a lot of times get lost in translation, especially when you throw kids in the mix, much -hmm. less like when they're not your own. Um, and I think, you know, I, I know we all hear the phrase kids come first, which I, I so agree that their needs, their basic needs, their safety, you know, all of that under that umbrella does come first. However, if you do not have a stable, strong foundation with your partner, you are fucked. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so like you, you need to learn to openly communicate. And that doesn't mean this is what I need. I demand this from you. And I think that's what a lot of couples think like, this is open communication. I told you what I needed. You're not fucking doing it. So mm-hmm. now what, you know, and it's just constant, you know, head banging. And so I really admire what you, you shared and what your, your needs are. And you both do that. And then, Hey, like, okay, well, where can we meet in the middle? Because if we are committed to each other and we are raising these children together, what's really needed. Yeah. That's, that's really amazing. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know if it's something that's come with age or if it's, uh, has to do with like my last marriage and how that went, but I have zero problem asking for what I need, um, or what I want. So, um, my husband grabs my butt all the time and I like it. So (laughs) if I want my butt grabbed, I just walk up and like, back up into him and just wait for him to do it. And he does it. He knows, he knows why I'm there. Uh, but I have, I have no shame in asking for what I need. Like, you know, will you get me a glass of wine? He'll freaking do it. Or like last night we finished eating dinner and he grabbed my plate. I didn't even ask him to do it, but it's like, I do it for him. Sometimes he does it for me sometimes. And it's just, I don't know, like he knows what I need, but he also, has zero issues. Like when I tell him I want something, he'll just do it. That's really good. That's, that's a lot of respect and trust. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. And I think a lot of the stepmoms that, well, you know, we've all heard the, uh, I didn't sign up for this. Well, yeah. you kind of, I mean, whatever you want to say, you can't slap that label on and, and say whether you did or you didn't. Cause the truth is no parent knows what the hell they're getting into when they like, like I said, there's no manual. So you don't know. Yeah. You signed up for marriage. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. And that's, I think that's, I feel like where that's a lot of people get lost and we continue to fixate on what we don't like. And then usually it's a point of reference. Like the kids are the point of reference. Well, I don't like this, or I don't like that or the bio mom or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like the relationship just kind of gets swept to the wayside, you know? Yeah. We did this thing with our kids because, um, just the difference between bio mom's house versus ours, um, is like night and day. So, um, we were talking one day and I was like, I want to know what they value in this house. So we came up with like a few ideas and I wrote them out on a piece of paper and then like cut them out and laid them all out in a line. And I'm going to pull up the picture so I can read some of them to you. But some of the things were like, um, do you value the parent's relationship? Do you value the dinner that's made for you? Um, do you value the air conditioning in the summer and the heat in the winter? Um, and both of our girls said that they value the parent's relationship. Wow. 
That's genius, uh, by the way. You've come up with a lot of great things. So continue explaining this so all these other people out there can use this. Okay, so I'll just list off the things that I have. So like laundry is always done because at Biomom's house, the kids are responsible for doing the laundry. Um, and I think it's everyone's laundry. Oh, I don't know. I disagree with that. But anyways, um, accountability was another one. Um, cleanliness of the house, the way we do dishes, um, because at that house, the kids each get like a day of dishes, I think, but they, they leave all the dishes all day and do them at night. So it takes a longer time to do it here. Everyone takes care of their own plate for every meal. And then they take turns doing the dinner dishes, like the pots and pans and all of that. Um, so some other things that we wrote down was YouTube, um, at bio mom's house, they're not allowed to be on YouTube, but here we allow certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, we have parks nearby and a pool. Um, they don't, they live in the middle of nowhere. Um, you could not be farther away from anything. Um, so, you know, they value that. Um, they like how we do chores here. They each also have their own bank account. So that was another thing that we added in here. Um, they like that they have that. Um, was this like an allowance thing? No, um, we don't give allowance. <laughs> how do they make money? Um, so they pull weeds for the neighbor. Okay. Um, our oldest girl babysits. Okay. Um, and then if they have birthday money or anything like that, they can put it in their bank account and then they can use their debit card, um, for whatever they want. Okay. So you don't have a cap or anything on it. No, uh, -uh. no, okay. I like these things. I think I want to start implement. I mean, the boys are still a little bit young. I mean, they're, they're seven and 10, obviously the, I mean, the, we do have chores now I'm always looking for new things to have them contribute. Um, the 10 year old is more inclined. He really likes to participate and likes to know that he's participating because, you know, I think that that's the approval thing, which some ways that's good. In some ways, maybe we have to work on some things, you know, cause obviously seeking approval can go either way, but, um, he, he's a, he's a hard worker and he does like to contribute. So, you know, we have things like vacuuming and obviously putting dishes away in the dishwasher. I do all of the laundry. However, they put away their laundry in like, they don't fold anything. Everything just goes in drawers. So I said, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm very particular in how I do things. And I asked the girls to fold laundry once Next thing I knew the 14 year old was like wearing my $70 pants oh and she, my God. she's bootylicious and I am not. So I'm like, go take those off right now. How do you not know you're not wearing your own pants? Oh, uh, wow. But anyways, it just got real messed up and I have a system in how I do it, but they do put all of their stuff away. I fold it and make piles and then they come down and do it. But, um, you know, they, they do know how to start the washing machine. They'll switch it over into the dryer, all of that, but, and they'll even sort it, but I do the actual washing. Yeah. So do I No, they sort there sometimes, sometimes I do, but it depends on how much I actually have going on in the house. So I really, yeah. I really like that game though. I, I would like to try that. Would I'll you send you some pictures of it. Okay. That would be really great. I'm sure the other listeners maybe would be interested. So once you do that, I will actually post that. And when I go, um, and post this, um, I will obviously post it on my Instagram and tag you. And then listeners, um, I will add some of the pictures in so you guys can find more information. This sounds like it's really of value. Yeah. We even left some blank so that if there was something they value that wasn't out of the ones that we chose, um, that they could write that down and no one did. Okay. So that's great. Yeah. yeah. So overall, um, it sounds like you walked in and you, you knew what was up and you're confident and you got your boundaries. What? Cause this, so I guess I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I like to focus on the mindset of the stepmom. I think a lot of them 
kind of just are like, you know, this is what it is. And they get really angry and it creates more issues. They don't actually realize that they're fueling their own fire Mm -hmm. and that we do have the opportunities and the ability to actually shift our mindset. And like, you're right. Maybe one of the parents or the, you know, ex, I don't always, I mean, I don't want to say it's always the mom, the bio mom. (laughs) Yeah. That's not true. It isn't. I mean, maybe, maybe more so, but you know, maybe the ex-wife is high conflict and does all of these things kind of like you are sharing with, you know, bio mom and the other household and how it's night and day. There are things you cannot control. Um, but you know, I really like to encourage stepmoms to realize like you, you have power over yourself. Like, how do you want to wake up every day and live the time that you have here on earth? You know, we all hear that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know that we all have an expiration date. One day we're going to die. You know, we all know this, but like, in which ways are you waking up every day and applying this? How do you want to live in your blended family? You know, how do you, how do you want to live in not just stay sane, and you, you seem like you've done a great job at being happy as an individual, having yeah. a fantastic relationship with your partner and developing these relationships with the, the stepkids that are healthy. I think, um, I think for us, it's a little bit different, um, because, one, because I had a shitty husband before, so I know what to appreciate out of my own husband. So I think someone that hasn't previously been married might not see that the way that I do, um, or if they had a good first marriage. Um, but, uh, with my husband being in the military, he could leave me for any work reason ever, any minute and he could be gone. I could never see him again. So I try and appreciate every single moment that I have with him because it could be gone just like that. And here, like we have this beautiful life that we've created. We have this beautiful marriage and it could just be gone. So if I'm ever frustrated with him, I really try and remind myself like how good it can be because of course he frustrates me sometimes. Um, and obviously I would do the same for him, but, um, I think just appreciating that. And then there have been times where I have been in a negative mindset, um, times where like for years, I didn't want to see my stepkids because I just knew that they were going to be assholes and not use their manners or, um, you know, not listen to me or whatever. Um, and so even though I was negative about it, I kind of kept it all inside and I didn't always say it because I don't want to say to my husband, like, I don't want to see your kids this weekend. (laughs) Um, so I just tried to remind myself, like, he is worth it. No matter what kind of shit I go through with the kids, they're not always going to be here. Um, my marriage is good. My husband is worth it. And that's kind of like, and maybe it's wrong of me to focus like so much on him, but really like if my marriage is good, I can do anything else that comes with it. Um, whether it be bio mom or the kids. Yeah. Wrong. And I actually encourage the stepmoms that are listening. Like we discussed all these other, you know, issues and the lack of foundation. The truth is like, I actually don't think that's wrong at all. It is a fact. Like you wouldn't be in these kids' lives without being married to him. Your priority should be your relationship. And without that, you would literally have nothing. Yeah. And I, I really strongly suggest, you know, like whatever you need to do, whether it's coaching or therapy or couples therapy, learn the tools to really make that work for you because the people that stay miserable and are, you know, they think that they're doing things to contribute and change, but they focus on how much the other person's not changing. The truth is nobody's actually gotten anywhere in life without asking for help to some degree, you know, and that doesn't mean you have to hire somebody, but like asking for help and learning and really taking the initiative to learn these different tools to not only better yourself, but your relationship 
you will be happier. And sometimes you will come to the conclusion, Hey, this life isn't for me. And that's okay. And I think a lot of stepmoms experience guilt. Like it's okay to say, I, you know, I don't know if you ended up saying that or not, but like, it's okay to not want to be around kids in general. Kids can be very draining. Kids can be annoying. Kids can be, they can also be the opposite and be really wonderful and really rewarding. You know what I mean? But just like us, they're also human. So it's okay to have feelings about that. And I think keeping in the guilt and the anger actually just sets you up for a life of misery. Yeah. And I think I was, I was so unhappy in my first marriage that now I'm not afraid to ask for what I need. Right. So this is my life. And if I don't like something about it, I need to figure out how to change it or how to get to the place that I want to be. So like you said, maybe this isn't for you. Maybe this is something you need to change or work on. Maybe it's not you at all. Maybe it's someone else and you just need to learn how to better deal with it or handle certain situations. So I think, I think it's important to recognize what you want, what you need and and go for it. Like, don't, don't let anything hold you back or tell you, you can't do it. It's your life. And you cannot forget that you actually are a human being beyond just a parent or a step parent. Yes. A lot of people forget that. And it's okay to recognize, Oh my God, I'm a human. I have needs before I was a parent, whether it, you know, you birthed them or not, (laughs) I I still have needs. And I, it's amazing to me how many times I've asked people, what is it that you really want for yourself? for your life, for your relationship. And their answer is, I don't know. Or they come up with, well, I just want to be happy. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Like clearly define Mm -hmm. is going to help you bridge the gap. And honestly, like I said, it's okay. If you decide that being in a blended family, isn't for you, but I'll tell you, there's a lot of dots that need to be connected and a lot of inner work and taking responsibility for yourself. If that isn't happening at all, I can tell you hundred percent nothing about your family or your surroundings or circumstances is going to change. Yeah. I think it's also important to, um, be grateful Mm -hmm. and recognize even the smallest things you can be grateful for. Um, you know, my first marriage, I didn't have a lot. I didn't have the things that I have now and not saying that like money is, is everything, but I can go to the grocery store and not add things up as I put them in my cart and calculate tax to make sure that I have enough money to buy what I'm getting. So I don't get embarrassed at checkout. Right. So now like every time, this is not a lie. Every time I go to the grocery store, I am thankful that I can just grab something that I want. I can just put it in the cart. I'm not with my calculator adding shit up as I put it in the cart. So little things like that, being grateful for, or being grateful that my husband gets up at 5.00 AM and leaves me all day. It's really rude, but he's going <laughs> to, you know, and he provides th- this great life for us. Um, and so I'm grateful that he has a job and I'm grateful that, you know, he takes care of our family in that way. Um, I'm grateful that my car has heated seats. Like it, you know, it might be little things, but really like be grateful. The sun came out, you know, be grateful that you're alive and healthy, whatever it may be, but find those, those little things, because when you're in that negative headspace, it kind of like tricks your brain to focus on something positive. Even if it's something little, it's still something positive. I really admire that. You said that. Thank you for saying that, because obviously, you know, like gratitude is a big buzzword and we, you know, oh, gratitude journal. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like to be sincerely grateful, I mean, like what you just said, and I know that that was experiential because of what had happened to you in your past. It doesn't always need to be, you know, a shitty past in order to find things to be grateful for. And that was really sincere and see that. And I, you know, <laughs> something went off in my brain where I'm like, wow, I really need to do that. Like actually apply it to my daily life because it'll probably make me feel a whole lot happier. Yeah. And when I, when I started doing that and you know, you have all these things that happen in life that like make you grateful for, for whatever, but, um, you know, when, when you're looking at your stepkid that you didn't want to see for the weekend, like be grateful that 
that you get to see them as much as you do, or that your spouse gets to see their kids. Um, yeah. So there, there's always something and, you know, worst case scenario, throw the TV on so that they leave you alone. Like who cares? They'll be fine. Yeah. Sometimes you do need to do things for yourself and that's okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of, a lot of issues that happen are easily avoided. We get in our heads. We don't know how to separate facts from feelings and it takes really hard work, but it's something that can be mastered. And clearly one of the most important and things of value is the relationship you have with your spouse. hundred percent. Yep. Well, as we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to add or suggest? I mean, I would love to talk to you again. I really (laughs) like your way of thinking. It's very positive. Anytime. Um, okay. So I learned this really great trick from my husband and it works really perfectly in situations where bio mom decides to be high conflict. Um, not only does it save you from, you know, feeling bad or guilty or like you're doing something wrong, but it, in my case, shuts her up real fast and I'm sure it pisses her off, which is like a win-win, right? So, um, my husband told me once, um, bio mom texted something. I think it was when I had the girl's haircut, Um, don't cut my kid's hair. Oh no. Um, and my husband says, just respond with, okay. And then do whatever the fuck you want. That's exactly what he said to me. So now when she starts running her mouth at me or him, we just say, okay. And And it works. Yeah. And then we just do whatever we want. Like it's that easy. That's a, actually a great way to shut down a negative conversation. Yeah. Sounds, I hope you're listening. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. No, that's, that's good because it's almost respectfully disengaging. You don't need to keep the cycle going. Yep. I did a whole podcast episode on, okay. <laughs> I'd like to hear more about, okay. <laughs> Well, on that note, thank you. That's genius advice. And thank you so much for being here and for your time. And remember people, I will uh, share all of Jenna's information in the show notes. See, I listened. (laughs) Now I'm getting that. Um, And uh, also the pictures of the the game she was talking about, because I really actually want to learn more about that. And I will, honestly, I would love to have you again. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to be. All right. All right. Thank you listeners. Uh, Come back for another recording. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha.